Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 198, My Most Memorable Misses. And I am your host and the guy who has been wearing them out. Them are the chipmunks around my house. I quit counting about two weeks ago, but my best guess is that I have trapped and removed about 30 chipmunks over the past month. You may remember me telling you that my wife and I re-landscaped our yard, front and side yard, late last year. And, well, neither one of us want the chipmunks tearing up the yard. So they've been disappearing, and it has now been about three days since I caught a chipmunk in the trap. There will be more, but I think I put a pretty big dent in their population. I mean, at this point, what else do I have to do? I've been catching a few fish, doing a few mortgages, getting some chores done around the house, but we're 219 days, 11 hours, 5 minutes and 9 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. And there's just not much more entertaining activities than setting a trap in your backyard to catch chipmunks. So I've got to tell you guys that this topic that we're going to cover today can be and probably will be a topic that is repeated in the future because I'm not too shy to say that I just have too many misses and stories that go along with them to put into one single solitary episode. But we're going to talk about some of those misses today. This is an episode that I have so many mixed emotions about. I'm already smiling and a little PO'd right now just thinking about the topic. And I haven't even gotten to the first story yet, but I'm mostly smiling. Mostly smiling. The reason that I'm smiling is that any time I get a male wild turkey fooled into thinking that I am a female wild turkey, I can't help but smile and be happy. What is not to love about being that close to one of the wildest creatures on this planet? The spit and drum, the rattle and the gobble that you can only hear when that eastern wild turkey is about 50 yards from you, the red, white, and blue in his head, the way he practically doubles in size when he blows up in full strut, 
just to impress me. I love it. And I know that you guys love it too. I also know that you know the feeling that I'm talking about and the excitement that builds up in you when he finally comes out of strut, telescopes his head up to look one more time for that hen that he's been hearing calling to him. And you ease off the safety, draw a bead on him, and smoothly squeeze the trigger. Your ears start ringing as you recover from the recoil of the shotgun and you're ripped from the euphoria of the previous moments by the realization that the turkey you just shot at is not flopping, but running, or worse, flying away. Now all of a sudden there are new feelings that you have. What just happened? How did this happen? Did I wound him? Did he run off and die? I'm an idiot. I should have waited for one more second before I shot. I should have slowed down. I shoulda, I shoulda, I shoulda. Then, after doing your own best impression of a crime scene investigator, you determine that you did not wound the turkey, and he did not run off and die. You cleanly missed, and you proceed to literally and figuratively kick your own butt, not only all the way back to your vehicle, but every single day for the next week. Waking up in cold sweats at 1 a.m., having dreamed of that botched opportunity. It's okay, you think, as you wipe off the sweat from your face. I'll forget about it in time. But your mind does not believe your lips. And your mind knows to remind you of that miss during a staff meeting in August, during church in October. How about when you're opening presents on Christmas Day? And, of course, your mind reminds you of it when you pull out your turkey gun from the gun safe to pattern it at the range in late February. Your mind will never let you forget your catch and release turkey tactics. It is stored in your mind right between the memories of your marriage and the birth of your firstborn child. So today I want to share with you guys my most memorable misses because most of my misses now, and I mean like today, make me smile with pleasure just as much as they make me shake my head in disgust and disbelief. So here are some of my most memorable misses. That's a lot of alliteration, is it not? My most memorable misses. And these are in no particular order. But the first one that I've got on the list is one that you guys already know of if you listen to the show regularly. And that miss is what I'm now calling the fly-down turkey from this past spring. And I'm not going to go over the story of this one again because I gave you the in-depth blow-by-blow of that hunt with audio from that hunt in episode number 180. And you guys can always go back and listen to that. But that particular hunt and miss is memorable for me for a couple of reasons. It is proof positive and a great reminder that roosted ain't roasted when it comes to turkeys. But it is probably most memorable for me because the turkey practically landed in my lap when he flew down. I mean, maybe, maybe he was six feet from me. He was probably less than that. I mean, I was afraid that he was going to bump into my shotgun or me before he finally came to a stop after he hit the ground. And do you remember that shoulda 
feeling that you have when you miss a turkey? I should have done this. I should have done that. Here's mine for this hunt. I should have body shot that turkey. At six feet or less, I feel pretty certain that I would have immobilized that turkey with a body shot. I probably would have messed up some of the meat, but at least I would have had some meat to go with this incredible story. Now, if you guys haven't heard the story of the fly down turkey, it's in episode number 180. It is definitely worth your time to listen to. I think that episode turned out very nicely, if I do say so myself. Another very memorable miss for me is the whiskey turkey. Now, I'm also not going to share this miss with you guys either because you can hear the story of the whiskey turkey in episode 17. But this miss is memorable for many, many reasons. First, because it was not really my miss. I mean, I did shoot and miss, and okay, three times to be exact. But I was not the shooter on this hunt. Well, I wasn't supposed to be the shooter on this hunt. But I was made the shooter on this hunt because my buddy Eric, or Earache, as we sometimes call him, first missed this turkey. The whiskey turkey possessed Eric for the entire season that year. And Eric was obsessed with trying to kill this turkey. He hunted that turkey every single weekend. And he even drove an hour and a half from his house to his hunting camp a few times during the week before work to hunt that turkey. That hunt was a picture-perfect hunt on a turkey that completely dominated Eric's thoughts that spring, and he blew the shot. After the excitement of his miss and my three misses on that running turkey that was absolutely leaving not just the county, but the entire state of Alabama, that turkey was getting out of Dodge. After all that excitement, Eric and I regrouped, and I couldn't stop myself from laughing at the situation. He wanted this turkey so badly. He was having dreams about that turkey. And he had the turkey dead to rights at about 25 yards and muffed the shot. He almost shot about a four or six inch tree in half with his shot. Now, another one of the main reasons why the miss on the whiskey turkey is so memorable for me is just obviously because of the humor in the situation but also because I can totally relate to Eric in his obsession with that turkey, finally getting that turkey into range, and finally being able to get a shot at that turkey and missing. The reason that I can relate to that is the story of the next memorable miss, and that miss was on the mentor turkey. Now, I need to tell you why he has the name that he has. First of all, I don't like naming turkeys when they're alive. I like to name turkeys after they've been killed. Some of these turkeys that I've missed have gotten named after they should have been killed. But the mentor turkey was one of the two gobblers that taught me just an unbelievable number of lessons about turkey hunting. Over the 15 turkey seasons that I hunted him. All right, so that 
may be an exaggeration a little bit. I don't think it was quite 15 seasons, but seriously, it was four or five seasons that I hunted this turkey. And this turkey had my number. I was a green turkey hunter at the time, and it seemed like everything that I did to get this turkey didn't work. This turkey lived on some property that my parents owned at the time, and their house was on this property. So in the mornings before work, I would drive over to their house, park the truck, get out, and hunt this turkey. There were multiple mornings where I would hunt that turkey for a couple of hours before work and have no luck with him whatsoever. I would leave to go to work, and my mother would call me about an hour after I got to work and say, where are you, honey? And I'd say, I'm at work. What's going on? Oh, I just drove down the road, and I just called you to let you know that your turkey was standing on the side of the driveway this morning when I drove by. So one of the lessons that this turkey taught me is that sometimes turkeys are pretty easy to pattern, and I was oblivious to this turkey's pattern for a long time. But this turkey would roost on either side of the highest hill in this area. He would fly down, and at some point in the morning, he would end up on top of this hill, and he would gobble and strut and gobble and gobble and gobble. And this turkey gobbled his brains out, what seemed like every day. So one day I eventually figured out that that turkey was at some point in the morning, every single morning, on that hill. I decided I'm just going to go sit on the top of that hill. I don't care where the turkey's roosted. I know he is coming to that hill to strut and gobble and try to call hens to him. I know that's what he's going to do. There's no reason for me to wait for him to gobble on the roost and then go try and set up on him while he's on the roost in hopes that I can call him to me after he hits the ground. I'm going to the top of the hill and I'm going to sit there and I'm not going to say a word. I'm not going to make a turkey sound. I'm just going to sit there. So the next morning, that is exactly what I did. Knowing that I had an appointment at work at 10 o'clock, I knew that I needed to be out of the woods at 9.15 in order to give myself enough time to Superman into my work clothes, jump in my truck, and make the whopping 15 or 20 minute drive from my parents' house to my office. So the next day, I am sitting against a pine tree on the top of this ridge in an area where I can see about 100 yards to my left and I can see about 75 yards to my right. I've got some briars and some bushes around me. I'm pretty well hidden and I wait for it to get daylight. It gets daylight and I have yet to hear the mentor turkey gobble. Not once on the roost did he gobble. That was unusual, but I told myself, I'm just going to sit here and wait on him to come up to the ridge and gobble and strut, and he's going to walk by me, and he's going to walk within 40 yards of me, and it'll be over. So I waited, and I waited, and he never gobbled. An hour went by after fly down time. Nothing. Two hours went by after fly down time with nothing. Two and a half hours after fly down, still nothing. I am still sitting there 
on the top of this hill as motionless as I can be, tucked away in a little bit of a briar thicket. My hope is starting to dwindle. Finally, I look at my watch and it is nine o'clock. And I said to myself, I've got to go. I've got a 15 minute walk to get back to the truck. I've got to have a few minutes to change clothes and I've got to have a few minutes to get to the office. And I don't need to be wheeling into the office to my appointment right at 10 o'clock. I need to be there a few minutes early. I have to go. So I quietly got up, put my calls back in my vest, walked directly across the top of the ridge that I was sitting on, walking towards my truck. I walked down the hill. I got to the bottom of the hill and the mentor turkey gobbled at the top of the hill right where I was sitting. It was like he was on the other side of the hill behind me, watching me, waiting on me to get up to leave. And when I left, he went running up to the top of the hill and gobbled at me just to give me a great big screw you. When he gobbled, I just shook my head in disbelief and just walked onto the truck and listened to him gobble time and time again until I got out of hearing range. That turkey had my number. But one morning, my buddy Todd and I went to my parents. We got in on top of that same hill. We sat down. We were actually were at the end of the hill where the hill starts to tow off and drop off. Todd was sitting behind me. I was the designated shooter that day. The turkey is up on top of the hill about 75 yards or 80 yards from us gobbling as Todd's calling to him. And I'm waiting on this turkey to show up. I don't know what we did that morning. If we did anything, could have been that we were just in the right spot or maybe the turkey was just in the right mood. You know how they can be. But after about 30 or 45 minutes of Todd messing with that turkey calling to him off and on, I see a red head come up over the top of the briars and then that head goes back down. When that happened, I clicked my safety off. Okay, so that is all that I have for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's episode, you will need to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. In order to do that, it's very easy. All you have to do is text the word Turkey Hunter. Make that one word with no spaces. Text that to the number 44222. From there, you just need to follow instructions, and eventually, I'll end up emailing you a link that you can click on that will take you to the page where you can sign up to become a premium subscriber to the Turkey Hunter podcast and to pay the $18 annual subscription fee. Becoming a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast gets you not only the premium content for this week's show, not only the premium content for all of our past episodes as well, but it also gets you the premium content for the next 52 weeks worth of episodes. It's a great bargain at 18 bucks for a year, roughly a dollar and a half per month, and it goes to support a great cause, me. So, <laughs> hey, I've got one favor to ask you guys this week before I let you go, and that is if you would please like and share the post for this week's episode on social media. That would be a huge help to me and the show and be much appreciated as well. And on that, I have to say, 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.